Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comments and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm the president of Tricord Advisors, Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm and we're located in Riverside. We serve the Inland Empire. I'm a certified financial planner and I have three other individuals in my office that are also certified financial planners. We are fiduciaries. In addition to that, we have one of our planners is an attorney, uh, Jeremiah Lee. He does estate planning and other legal work for our clients when necessary. If you'd like to know more about our firm, just simply go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com, or just give us a call. Phone number is 951-684-7011. Now, every week, what I do is I divide my program into three parts. The first one is what I, retur- what I refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of the program today in Retirement Update, I'm going to kind of let you in on a conversation I had with a client earlier. Um, He was 73 years old, and what he did, he retired from his company, he had a 401k, and he, he thought he could beat the RMD rules. So basically what he did is he transferred his 401k and he tried to get the 401k so that it went into his rollover IRA right after right after January 1st. So he said, my IRA account balance only had $10,000. So therefore, I, was, I only needed the RMD. You, you understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to lower his RMD for 2021 because your RMDs, your required minimum distributions are based upon the balance of the account on December 31st of the previous year. So for this year in 2021, he was hoping that he could avoid doing any kind of required minimum distribution. I sat down with him and he he told me what he was trying to accomplish. And I kind of looked at him and I said, I don't think you can get away with that. And after some investigation, what I did is I found out that in fact, the IRS has a provision So his planning idea, the IRS had already thought about it. And his planning idea, what it was, is that it met into what they call their outstanding rollover. So when he started the rollover in uh, 2020, it automatically was picked up and the IRS knew about it. So therefore, he was going to have to take out a required minimum distribution. So what they did is they took his $10,000 balance that he had in his rollover IRA and they combine that with the $850,000 that he was going to receive, that he received from his uh, 401k. And so the combined amount was about $860,000. So that means that based upon his age, 
he had to take out, he's going to have to take out $36,134.45. So his planning idea, the nuances that come about because of this, you know, because of the CARES Act and because of other things, they moved the required minimum distribution from 70 and a half to 72. So some people, what they were trying to do, what he was trying to do is think ahead of the ahead of the timeline and trying to get his required minimum distribution basically negated for 2021. Well, at the end of the day, I told him, I said, good try. I said, the other thing that you need to be aware of too, and I've had a conversation with us, with clients about this, when they retire and if they move their 401k, the required minimum distribution has to be paid out before the, before the rest of the monies get transferred over into your rollover IRA. A lot of people don't like that, but it's very important that you know when you transfer your funds, because if you transfer your funds in the following year, then your IRA, your required minimum distributions will be calculated different than if you transferred it in earlier. So all these things are little nuances that you need to know about the timing of things. The other question that he asked me about was his, he wanted to make a charitable donation out of his IRA account. And he said, so if my account balance was 10,000, and this is, this is his thinking, if, it's, if it's my account balance is $10,000 last year, can I make a larger, I, he wanted to make like $30,000. Could I make a $30,000 charitable qualified distribution or qualified charitable deductions called a QCD? And I, I said, first of all, your, your required minimum distribution is a separate calculation. What you give out of your IRA is also a separate calculation. So therefore I said, they limit you to $100,000 on an annualized basis. So it didn't make any difference how much your required minimum distribution. It makes no, no difference of when, when what, what the timing is. The, really the issue is, are you 70 and a half? So they didn't change those rules. So if you are 70 and a half, and if you have an IRA, you can, you can distribute, you can give away up, up to $100,000 on a per year basis to qualified charities. So your required minimum distribution can be anything it wants. I mean, you could have a you could have a required minimum distribution of let's say ten thousand dollars, and if you wanted to give a hundred thousand, you could do so if your account could could take that kind of draft. But at the same point in time, if you wanted to do a hundred thousand dollars on a, a qualified distribution, your your RMD could be less than that or more than that. The two things are completely separate calculations. So again, these are some of the nuances that people need to be aware of when dealing with retirement accounts and these transition rules are really important that you understand because if you're moving from a 401k over into a rollover IRA, there's, there's some timing issues and when the distributions need to be set up. Oftentimes people don't think about it and they end up with two distributions in a single year and that sometimes is not what they want. So you have to be careful. That's why we sit down with people and try to get the timing down so they don't end up with double taxation or a double source of income that they don't want or need. Again, if you'd like to talk about this, if these are issues that you're looking at or you're heading towards retirement, give me a call. My phone number is 951-684-7011. Be more than happy to sit down and talk with you about your planning needs. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm gonna talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner, 
who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as tactical asset management. We are having a phenomenal boom right now in blue collar workers. In other words, jobs have hit pre-pandemic unemployment lows. So if you happen to be in a trade like, like residential construction or warehousing or distribution, there's actually more people employed in those sectors than there was prior to when we had the pandemic in March of last year. Now, it's not true in all sectors, but what was happening right now is that we have a we have more people going to work and there's employers that are looking for employees and cannot find them. So how does this relate with the stimulus package that's coming out. So government right now is talking about sending out almost $1.9 trillion for stimulus to households, people making below a certain amount of money, plus continuing unemployment benefits. I think the issue is, now again, this is speculation on my part. I've had a lot of conversation with economists about it because everybody's concerned about inflation. Inflation is is something that everybody thinks is going to happen because of all the easy money, because of all the stimulus. But you got to remember how the government looks at inflation. Like, for example, they don't look at housing prices. They look at rents and they look at an average, an aggregate across many different cities to come up with what they see as real estate or an inflationary factor, you know, in the overall total uh, calculation. But I think also what's going to happen potentially, now this is my concern, is that we are paying people not to work. So if a job becomes becomes available, and if you're making more money, if a, if a worker is getting more money from the government to stay home than if they were working, it creates a moral hazard. So what would happen if all of a sudden we have a lot of extra money, for example, the stimulus money, unemployment, and people have excess spending, but manufacturers can't produce all the products on the demand? So that means that products that are on the shelf could have rarity, and rarity produces inflation. So if you need um, if you need a particular item and the manufacturer can't produce it because he can't get the people to work, they can't get the people in the factory to work to produce the particular product, and I don't care what it is, you can name whatever you want out there, and what's going to happen is the cost of that item will start to rise, supply and demand. Supply and demand then could be the reason that we may have inflation in the future, not having anything to do with normal economics, but because the government is is intervening and putting in money in areas where they shouldn't. It's the law of unintended consequences. And these things we're looking at very carefully because I think at the bottom line is the more the government tries to stimulate or tries to manipulate the economy, there's probably going to be an outcome that's going to be different than what they expected or what they're hoping for. 
So these are some of the things that are working. Right now, we're seeing a shift from the high tech, the large cap growth stocks into value. And I think we're going to see that. But at the same point in time, if manufacturers, because manufacturers are screaming for employees, they can't find the people to fulfill the jobs that are there. And so right now, the way that the Federal Reserve looks at things is that we're just going to continue to pump all this extra money. And so mortgage rates are still relatively very, very low. And they're talking about keeping them low for a long, long time. But in, in California, for example, if you look at the building permits, building permits and the requirements on a per city level are way below what Sacramento is requiring, is, is asking cities to produce for low-income housing, but just for general moderate housing. They can't build them because they don't have the permit costs and, and all of the governmental red tape in order to do that. If you talk to developer after developer, they're saying we could build more if it was just more advantageous to build. And of course, then you have all the pushback. People say they don't want low-income housing in their backyard, so they, they're doing that. So you have, you have all these factors, these forces at work right now. And what that's doing is push, pushing up the, um, the cost of housing. So existing real estate is doing really well. In fact, I talked to a loan broker not too long ago, and she said in Moreno Valley, now Moreno Valley has a population of well over 100,000 people. They had only 42 listings, period. That is remarkably low when you consider. Now, what that does is that pushes up the cost. That's inflationary. Now, is it true that Moreno Valley does, could not have more homes, that could not meet the demand for housing? It has a lot to do with the in, internal costs. In other words, what the cost of the land, but also all the fees and all the charges before you actually start building the house. It is dramatically more expensive than most people realize. And what it does is it pushes the cost of that home beyond that moderate level, it pushes up. And so in order for the builder to make a profit, in other words, to get their money back and make something on their money, the cost of the home starts to be up substantially. So anyway, the, all these factors kind of come into play. I'm not too concerned about uh, commodities that are produced, like for example, food. You know, we had uh, methanol that started to take advantage of corn and corn prices started to go up. And there was actually a uh, interplay between methanol and, and, and corn and food. And it was actually causing the, 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 the cost of corn to rise dramatically, particularly for low-income housing. How that was remedied, obviously, is farmers started planting more corn. And so when corn prices go down, they plant less corn. So those things can be pretty much uh, balanced out within a year or so. And like oil prices, oil prices have gone back, gone back up to around $50, $60 a barrel, but then I, just as soon as it hit a certain level, I heard that Saudi was going to start turning on their pumps and start pumping out more oil. So that means that oil prices can moderate back down. It's the same thing with the, you know, the, the, uh, the cold snap that happened down through the Midwest, down into Texas and such as that. Natural gas. Well, gas prices and oil prices have been really, really low. So therefore, they haven't produced. They didn't have the supply that was necessary to do all the things that are necessary. That can be pretty much corrected quickly. Uh, and within a relatively short period of time, because if the price of something rises, then that means producers will continue to produce that or start producing more of it because they can now make a profit on it. But you can't ask a private company to produce a product and lose on the production. They just can't do that long term, not without some kind of other support. So again, I think what's happening right now, we're at a tension point right now. And the tension point is, is that jobs are being created and they are employers are having a hard time finding people to fill those jobs. I think in the second half 
the latter part of 2021, we're going to see a renaissance in employment, provided, provided the government doesn't create incentives for people not to work. So all these things kind of come together. So we'll see how the government reacts to this and how we go forward with it going through the latter part of this year. But right now, the economy is looking really, really good. Uh, we don't see inflation as uh, jeopardizing things going forward. So at this stage, equities are going to be the better bet, better investment than bonds. But if you'd like to talk to me about it, I'd be more than happy to sit down and talk with you about how we manage and how we look at the various macroeconomic factors to help develop a plan and a structure that you live the life you want to live. Give me a call. My phone number is 951-684-7011. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as news you can use. If you've listened to me in the past, you know that I am always kind of looking into the future and there's a lot of information about, you know, what the future is going to look like. Now, for some people, it's really scary because they think change is happening too quickly. For me, I, I'm intrigued by the change and I think there are benefits as well as negatives, but more benefits than anything else. But there's there's something that's very fascinating. This came about here and maybe you've heard about it, it's called the CRISPR. And this article that I have, it comes out of the Wall Street Journal. It's, it's from the February 20th, the 21st edition, the weekend, but it's called What Gene Editing Can Do for Humankind. Now, depending upon your point of view, you may see this as somebody trying to play God, or you may be on the other side of this may be the cure for uh, certain diseases or uh, genetic defects. Now, this is fascinating. Now, there is a Netflix movie that I encourage you to watch. If you get this article, I'd be happy more to send, I'd be more than happy to send it out to you so you can read it. But there is about an hour and a half movie on Netflix called Human Value, and I suggest that you uh, watch it. I watched it the other night, and I was, I was in fascinated. And I've kind of watched this, um, this lady, this Jennifer Dodna. She is the person that discovered CRISPR. Now, what CRISPR is, is that she has a fairly simplistic method to go in and alter the genetic makeup of an individual. So, for example, one of the, the, one of the people they talk about in this article is a young black man that was born with sickle cell anemia. It's a condition that is hereditary and talking about what they will be able to do to eliminate that, not only for the person but also for any heirs, any, any children that this person would be able to have in the future. Now, the question is, is that something that you'd want? 
if you were if you know that you had a predisposition for let's say a heart condition or diabetes or maybe it was something else like a down syndrome would you allow science to go in and alter and change that outcome now again what happened was is this this became news and it went out into the scientific community in fact there is a scientist in china and what he did is he attended one of her conferences then he went back to China and he took a took two embryos. It was basically two, two uh, basically twin girls, and he edited their uh, receptors so that they would not have they would have a virus. They could not get HIV. In essence, what it did, and when that was announced, uh, it sent shockwaves because what happened is it's one thing to edit plants or animals, but now all of a sudden you're reaching into humankind. And see, so this will be a question that we're going to have to address as a society going forward is this new technology, this new knowledge and dealing with biology. We are basically changing the evolutionary pattern that most people feel that we are coming from. I believe that it's, 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 it's dealing with positives and negatives. And this article talks about it. Is this a slippery slope that is going to... Um, you know, people are going to consider that have wonderful benefits as well as potential moral hazard. And I guess, I guess anything in the hands of humans always has the potential of going wrong. Um, I'm sure there'll be science fiction movies that'll be produced and talk about the worst outcome of something like this. But for somebody like, for example, in this particular article, it talked about uh, this young man, his name is David Sanchez. He's 15 years old. And he was born with sickle cell anemia and how they are going to make changes, even while he is still a young man, to his body and be able to deal with that so that he doesn't have that disease anymore. This is, I mean, so disabilities. I mean, if you were a parent and you knew that your child was carrying some kind of genetic defect and say that you passed it on to your child, would you want science to go in to fix it? In some cases, this article talks about some of this, um, some of these issues are character builders. In other words, they teach acceptance and they, they instill resilience. It's not just making a child perfect, making a person perfect. And the question is, is perfect is different for every single person. So you have, depending upon where in this, in this movie, which I really, um, I really, I do recommend that you watch it. I think that it has, it has a phenomenal perspective on all sides. It, it, it doesn't have just one particular side. It has on all sides. It's pretty well balanced. But in this movie, the lady um, that discovered CRISPR, she had, a, she, had, she had a dream. In essence, it turned into a nightmare. And after she had discovered CRISPR and the ability to alter the, the, you know, the DNA makeup of somebody, and she was went, entered into this room and the person she was talking to all of a sudden turned around and it was Adolf Hitler. And she woke up in a, in a pool of sweat. She was absolutely terrified. It turned into a nightmare. And she asked herself, she said, what have I done? But she's let the genie out of the bottle. And if you'd like to have a copy of this, this is, this is a fascinating. This is fascinating. It really is because it can alter and change the outcome for you as well as your children, but mankind and hopefully for the good. But, but you need to be aware of it. I'll be more than happy to send this to you. And if you like anything else I've talked about on the program today, just give me a call. 
My phone number is 951-684-7011. In addition to that, you can go to my website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. The information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor.